Welcome to another episode of Sci-Fi Nomads. I am Dustin, and joining me as always is Lauren. Hi! Why can't I introduce myself? Well, you can if you want. Well, I'm Lauren, and today with me, as usual, is Dustin. Okay, we can do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, before we get into uh, today's movie, uh, we do want to mention that Bill Paxton died at age 61 a couple of weeks ago. He was in... He is known as a Hollywood chameleon. Yeah, yeah. He's in so much. He was in Aliens. He was in Predator 2, which Predator will be coming up in a upcoming uh, episode. And he was in uh, Terminator. Yeah. And if you are having trouble remembering, okay, so who is this guy? Well, pretty easy. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Oh, uh, he'll forever be in our hearts. And unfortunately, yeah, for Bill Paxton, it's game over. All right. All right, moving on to today's movie. It's 1873 in New Mexico Territory, and a man wakes up lying on the ground with complete amnesia. The only thing he knows is that he speaks English and that he can't get that weird thing off his wrist. He soon finds out that he is a most wanted outlaw named Jake Lonergan. Then things get weird. Aliens are attacking the town. Absolution capturing people, and that thing on Jake's wrist is a weapon. This is Cowboys vs. Aliens from 2011. All right. It is an... I think it's awesome. I agree. I love sci-fi, and I love westerns, and putting those two together is just awesome. It's a stroke of genius that everybody was too afraid to do. Yeah, it's like Firefly is really one of the few others that really comes to mind. Yeah. And this is like historical versus Firefly, which is futuristic. Yeah. But yeah, no, they're they're in the same genre. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and OK, Star Trek, the original series, um, there's a little bit of a cowboy. Yeah, it doesn't Western element to it, but that's more like an overtone, not really a part of it. No, this is literal this, American Western cowboys. Yeah. Fighting aliens. Yeah, you know, first thing that happens when Jake wakes up is he gets found by some people who never get identified that want to capture him for the bounty, and he kills them, all four of them. He was unarmed, I think handcuffed, and just had this thing on his wrist. No, no, he wasn't handcuffed. He just had the thing on his wrist, and he just he killed them in yeah. no time flat. Good fighter. He didn't know why they Rough were attacking him. He didn't know that he needed to fight back for anything he just instinctively slaughtered four people yeah that's our hero that's our hero yeah right at the very beginning first thing he does next thing he does he goes into town gets a drink and people quickly decide um yeah he needs to go he is a wanted outlaw uh the town's opinion of him kind of changes a little bit after percy dollarhide uh shoots a cop and uh jake kicks his ass yeah so that's the introduction of percy and percy is kind of the um he's the spoiled brat of the local uh the local guy who owns everything big cattle driver dollarhide colonel dollarhide yeah who is played by harrison ford Mm -hmm. and we'll get more into how i feel about that later during the good and the bad Uh uh-oh yeah (laughs) and and jake is played by daniel craig from james bond yep yeah. Um, other interesting characters. There's the preacher. There's the preacher. 
he's actually the first person Jake goes to when he gets into town because he woke up not only with the weird thing on his wrist, but a wound in his side. Yeah, so of course you leave it up to the local preacher to take care of him and nurse him back to health. Trope, what, five at this point? Yeah, something Um, like that. (laughs) Yeah. There's there's the doc, uh who is actually the bartender. So that's two tropes in one. Yep. Bartender named Doc, who is also the doctor. Yes. As we find out a little bit later. Yeah, who has his little senorita... He's all senora. I guess he's married. to Yeah. Her. Yeah. He's this uh, very geeky looking guy who looks like he's just waiting for a bully to kick his ass. Yeah. Which happens. And he's married to the hottest woman in the movie. Yeah. Just about. Yeah. Mm hmm. So that she actually gets second billing in the film in most of the listings because she was the second person cast. Oh, even though she is really one of the most minor characters. Totally minor, yeah. She shows up maybe like three or four times. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Oh, well, that's okay. And then there's Ella. Ella Swinson. She shows up trying to find out what Jake knows. Of course, Jake doesn't know anything. And she's convinced that he can help. Yeah, so he goes. she goes to an amnesia to, for help. That didn't get her very far. She's like, I know you can help me. He's like, uh, that's great, but what? Yeah. Oh, it's 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 a good setup. We get to see some new characters and their relationships, the people that are important to them, um, all leading up to this big showdown between uh, Jake and Colonel Dollarhide, who rides into town when they both end up being arrested and mm-hmm. Colonel Dollarhide comes to get his son. Yeah. Which is when all hell breaks loose. Yep. The aliens ride into town and start firing on all the the well, buildings. They, they and, fly into town. Well, yeah. With cool little jets. Yeah. And they each grab a person. It's a grappling claw. Ca- half grappling claw, half lasso. Oh, I was definitely just thinking about those uh, those games where you grab mm. the stuffed animal. Yeah, it looks more like that, but you kind of get the feel of going with the Western angle that you've got these bad guys riding into town lassoing people and then riding off with them. Yeah, totally. And they ride in, guns a-blazing. Yeah, shoot up everybody. Um, Everybody gets their significant other stolen. A little boy loses his grandpa, Mm -hmm. who's the sheriff. Uh, Doc's wife gets captured. Doc's wife gets stolen away. Um, Percy, Percy gets stolen away. So that that was so the beginning. We had the good setup of everybody's relationships, and then half of them get taken out. Right. Oh, and, and the the kids' uh, grandpa's the sheriff, who early in the film seems like he's an important character. Nope, he gets taken away. Oh, he disappears for the rest of the film. So half of the people that end up seeming significant are just plot devices, but not actually significant parts of the, of the story. It is obvious, though. I mean, as soon as you see as Harrison Ford that he is going to be one of the major characters. It's going to be Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford and everybody else is just kind of meh. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Except for Olivia Wilde and her Ella. And Olivia Wilde is from House. That's where she's most famous from. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know her. Dr. Cameron on House. Yeah, got it. Dr. Cameron slash number three. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that, actually. (laughs) 
And this would have been shortly after the finale, a couple of years after the finale of House. So she probably thought her career was rising and, well, this didn't seem to have helped. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Rolled yeah. the dice on that one. This movie has a 43% on Rotten Tomatoes and 6 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah. I mean, that's harsh. I loved it. And it was a 43%. Yeah. I guess it was so bad it was good. And there's only a certain select amount of people who like movies like that. I don't think it was bad. It was a competent Western and a passable sci-fi. The concept was great, but I still argue that it wasn't very well written. And um, I think Steven Spielberg ruined it. That's one of those movies, though, that the writing tends to be weak because it focuses on action to propel the plot, not the writing. Right. But the writing, if you look at the graphic novel, apparently is fantastic. So the writer... The original writer and the director apparently had a fantastic movie planned out. Hmm. I think Steven Spielberg got in on it later and added a bunch of things to make it into a big blockbuster, and that ruined it because it added too many obvious uh, points of action that yeah. were just yeah the you know climactic kiss with the woman and the 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 one alien that's different than every all the others and ends up being mm-hmm. the final boss battle. That was all Steven Spielberg. Uh, okay. Right, because you look at everything about it. Spielberg, Universal and DreamWorks, uh, Harrison Ford and Daniel Craig. Everything about it seems like this should have been a huge, huge success. It should have been a, a like Jurassic Park level film. Nope. No, I think it's too cheesy. And I love it because it's of the so, cheese. And I love cheese. It's hard to do... Get it because I love dairy products. <laughs> with that's the thing with with West the Western side is and sci fi both. It's hard to do them and not be cheesy. They are such established. Firefly was not cheesy. I said hard, not impossible. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> well, true. And Firefly is kind of cheesy. I don't know. I didn't think it was. Serenity the movie isn't. The series has quite a bit of cheese. It's it's. Yeah, it's just one of those... Well, it, I think, those are both genres, though, that they're so well-established that to try to do something creative, it's it's hard. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think it has to do with also that um, the lead was meant to be somebody else. They wrote this movie for Robert Downey Jr., basically. And then he stepped down, and it was Daniel Craig that they got, who is a mo- who at this point was the James Bond star. Yeah super serious like when he does humor it is so dry it cracks it's like so any kind of comedy was taken out by replacing the actor with a very serious actor harrison ford offers you know he he can do his his cheesy little one-liners and stuff and get away with it but they wanted to bring like a john wayne personality to the movie and got to admit indiana jones is pretty Mm -hmm. badass yeah, yeah. All right, so let's let's work a little bit more through the plot. Um, so after people get taken, the uh, Dollarhide organizes a posse. The sheriff's gone, so Dollarhide basically owns the town. So he gets a bunch of his people together, a bunch of people who'd lost people join, including the kid and the dog, who Jake was the one who'd originally brought to town. Uh, yeah. Because the dog was with the people that found him 
when he was waking up in the desert. Dog is the best part of the film. And the dog followed him along, followed the kid. And yeah, uh, Jake runs off and... There's even a scene in the movie where it looks like the dog dies. And I was just about ready to just say, fuck this movie. Because <laughs> I hate it when the dog dies. Jake uh, found a picture in his hat, which didn't make much sense because he didn't have a hat. He stole the clothes from That's the people a good he killed. Point. Oh, it must have been... No, it, when he woke up, it was in the dirt. Oh, that's right. So he had the picture okay. with him. Um, it's of this black-haired woman. And he started, getting, he started getting some flashbacks and somehow knows where to go to try to find her. So he goes home. and What's left of it? Right. Roof is caved in. The roof's caved in, and he's remembering some details about this woman being there, there being gold, and the aliens taking her. So he rides back off and manages to somehow find the posse. And whose leader Dollarhide hates his guts because yeah. guess whose gold that was? Uh-huh. Got robbed. But Jake doesn't know He doesn't know that and he doesn't know what happened to the gold. So he can't give it back even if he wanted to. Right. Everybody keeps asking for this gold and he doesn't know where it is. Yeah, because the posse eventually comes up on his old gang. Mm-hmm. They're riding through a canyon, perfect ambush site, and then bam, they get ambushed. And these guys are like, oh, crap, Jake, hey, what's going on? And Jake's like, uh, what? I better play along. Yeah. <laughs> if they question him, he beats them to a pulp, and that managed to get him back into the gang, apparently. Well, and he uses the weapon on them. Yeah, well, nobody's going to say no if you blast them with laser. As time is progressing, he starts getting to be able to control the weapon a little bit better. And it seems initially it just responds to fear. When he gets scared, the weapon deploys and he can fire it. But he starts getting better and better control as, as time progresses. It seems it's a poorly, like it's one of those things that it's, I picked up on that it was happening, and it seemed like they hadn't explained that, and it seemed to be going a little bit too fast to make sense organically. His use of the weapon is one of the things that I would mark as a bad thing about the movie, just because it's unnatural for somebody who, and when we find out the whole backstory, there's absolutely no reason why this guy should know how to use this weapon mm-hmm. at all, but well, he manages to intuitively just start to laser blast people it's connected to his brain through his arm which is another awful awful movie laser (laughs) blast oh so good but it's it's obviously has some kind of like psychic type connection or it's reading nerve impulses um but for it to actually work with a different species brain then it can't just be reading nerve impulses it must be psychically reading intent i don't know it It doesn't no it doesn't make sense so trying to make sense of it is is fruit, fruitless yeah yeah uh but yeah so they they he ends up getting most of the members of the gang to join him uh and they join up with the posse because there's gold because by this time he's figured out the aliens want gold they then find uh a local native tribe the local apache tribe and that is after they get attacked again by the aliens and more get captured and ella very action-packed uh-huh <laughs> like ella gets 
uh, Ella dies in the process, but like this, this scene has everything from they're running, they're shooting. He shoots down a few. They grab Ella, so he jumps off the edge of a cliff on top of the uh, spacecraft that is down below in the canyon. Yeah, it's like this is stupid. This what. He must be some kind of, like, alien or something that we don't know about. No. He's just a person. It's Daniel Craig. It's Daniel Craig. Yeah. And he jumps on this, and he's freaking riding it like, I don't know, like a skateboard or a surfboard, and he manages to get Ella out, blows the thing up, gets he, her back to the posse, but she's dead by then. Yeah. So they burn her body. And, and it's the, the uh, natives that burn the body, and as she's burning up weird things start to happen in the flames. There's this swooshing and she walks out perfect and naked. Uh, She ends up explaining that she's an alien. The aliens had attacked her world before and she wasn't sure if she would have the strength after that to be able to uh, reform her body again. I lost it at this point. (laughs) Um, No, it's just bullshit even if she could reform her body why would she reform it into the same form that she had before which was weak enough to die in the first place and if she can reform her body then why didn't she just heal the wound why did she have to die and then come back maybe uh the temperature needed to be higher no no nothing about it makes sense (laughs) it is it is pure woo magical woo mysticism it's crazy alien shape-shifting bullshit it, shape-shifting aliens is a a sci-fi trope that i don't think requires woo <laughs> okay well this one i mean they, i think the flames even had a tinge of blue swirliness to it i was just like oh god it's definitely where the shape-shifting aliens is definitely where sci-fis get start getting a bit more into fantasy you, you, you it's a gimme it's yeah a, just, okay it's an alien shapeshifter. So don't ask any questions. And the problem is as soon as it happened, like literally as it was happening, I was just like full of questions. I was like, no, this, this does not pan out. I can't, uh, I can't ignore this one. (laughs) So needless to say, I hate her character for the rest of the film. Every alien shapeshifter always returns back to the same form because it's cheaper that way. Well, of course. And if you're going to pay an actress a lot of money to be in a movie, you're going to make sure that she's, Mm -hmm. you know puts out so to speak it's like with the uh, with the dominion in star trek deep space nine the shapeshifters the changelings they always change back to the same pseudo humanoid form eventually just because it's cheaper yeah and that's <laughs> i get it but the way it was done was i think very poor it would have been kind of cool though if she'd come out of the fire as a like seven foot tall giant or like if the rock had come out this is my true form daniel craig you're gay now (laughs) but who wouldn't be gay for the rock (laughs) and one thing that's interesting is jake and ella have you know had a little bit of of romance starting to to form up to this point and that continues so Jake isn't at all put off by the fact that she's just a shape-shifting alien. She's a shape-shifting alien with a hoo-ha, and that's all that matters. Presumably. Oh, wait, actually, yeah, they would have seen that when she came out naked. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, so then from there, um, at the, the, the camp, uh, they give him peyote, presumably, and That's he how he gets his memory back. He remembers everything. Trope number 57. Um, this is where he remembers his escape from, he, you know, he was grabbed, uh, his girlfriend was grabbed, the mm-hmm. money was, the, the gold was taken, um, he manages to escape after he sees the, the body of his girlfriend, which, this was really oddly framed, because they just show her, like, face off to the side, and she's moving as if she's being raped, and then they pan out, and no, it's an alien doing surgery on her, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's just, that was creepy, and then it just got weird. And then she Like, why dissolves. did he make it look like she was freaking be- being raped? She was just squirming. No, she was being, like, rocked back and forth. It was weird. Okay, yeah. Poorly shot. And then she, yeah, or, disintegrated. You know, I like, just thought it was creepy. and Instantly turned to ash and disintegrated. Yes. Well, what a good way to get rid of failed experiments, I guess. So he goes into a rage, slashes the alien. Well, before the rage starts, the alien... Um, stabs him. Right. Which is where the wound came from. Um, stabs this probey thing into his side, right into the ribcage. And he manages to break loose of the restraints. He gets the weapon. He slashes the alien's face with the probe. And escapes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, and it's very action-packed. And so by remembering the escape, he now knows exactly how to get to them. So at this point, we have Harrison Ford's posse, Jake's old gang, the Apache tribe, and they're all together going towards where the aliens are. Oh, and there is one other trope that we need to cover. Yes. A good Western trope. The reformed Christian Indian. Oh, yeah. Harrison Ford's little buddy. Yeah. So this was someone who's... kind of raised as a son, but... Yeah. His, oh, this was... His tr- I'll uh, get into this later. His but. family had gotten slaughtered. He was rescued. Harrison Ford raised them alongside his son, but never treated him like a son. Um, always treated him like a... Uh, Slave? Yeah, basically. Uh, kind of just right-hand man. He was supposed to keep Percy out of trouble and... If he didn't, it was if Percy got into trouble, it was it was his fault, not Percy's. And when they get to the uh, come in contact with the uh, the Apache tribe, um, the Apache and this guy who probably wouldn't remember the Apache language has no trouble t- translating. Yeah, that's that's no problem talking. And when they get to the village, there's this weird part where he's trying to like he's resisting joining in on the the ceremony and the the, the tribal ritual. dance yeah but he's drawn to it you want he's watching it from afar and then the chief waves him in and says you're a good you're a good apache it's like ah but oh man that is such a western trope having and he was the tracker too oh the tracking was like yeah well of course it was through dirt and sand so it wasn't that hard but, but, oh, it's rained, I've lost the track, but he's the tracker. They have the Apache as the tracker. Apparently, they're good trackers. He wasn't raised by them, though. He was raised by a white guy. No, what's weird is that he was, <laughs> yeah, he was young enough that he basically sees this Colonel Dollarhide as his father figure, but he would have been old enough to clearly remember Dollarhide slaughtering his parents. 
so it's weird. Yeah. That's yeah. odd. But that's a it, it almost like with that piece in particular, that character, it it almost seemed like they were trying to hit every western trope they could. It was hard to tell were they trying to make a western or a sci-fi. And it seemed like they tried to hit as many tropes from each as possible, but they ended up forgetting about the sci-fi a lot and just focused on all these Western tropes. Well, that's great until they get to the fight and then the sci-fi stuff comes rip-roaring through. Right, yeah. Um, when uh, Such as, why does alien technology have such bad aim? <laughs> yeah, there's that. There's... Uh, Jake remembering that, yeah, they need gold, and Ella saying that, yeah, they destroyed her world, and it was because they came to mine all the gold, and they are here to get all of the gold. And people ask, well, if they're so advanced, why do they need gold? Well, they need it for their technology. That's actually something I see as one of the few really valid things. Gold is a rare element around the universe, and it is valuable for any kind of technology. It's a good thing that almost every country in the world has gotten off the gold standard because it is so necessary for computers. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's carrying around a little bit of gold in their pocket when they got the smartphone mm-hmm. and their fancy watches. And and people throw this stuff away when not only is there hazardous materials in it, but it's actually worth, like, I think a phone is worth like $20 in just raw materials. Something like that. Anyway. Yeah. So, can we get into the aliens? Okay, yes. So, the aliens themselves are these big, hulking, ugly things with two big arms and then two little creepy baby arms that, like, are hide in their chest cavity. Yeah. They are as described yeah. as being um, ground dwellers. So, they live in caverns and stuff underground. They're, so, they're kind of translucent they don't looking. like the light they don't like the light and yet they seem to do fine in the light don't i don't know <laughs> aliens what can you say uh and and so we have these big hulking monstrous aliens there's definitely no humanizing or mm-hmm. anything like that of of this alien species well one thing that was inter- weird was so you've got the they appear to be bipedal to quadruped they, they kind of operate um locomotion wise kind of like a gorilla where they usually run on four but they're just fine standing up and use their hands quite a bit yeah they so, walk and stand there's a bit of a gorilla like element there is definitely kind of insect like exoskeleton and then they, yeah, there's the... Which makes them immune to bullets mm-hmm. and arrows and spears. So they're naturally armored. And then there's the... Creepy baby arms. Which they only bring out with the kid. Yeah, it touches his face and it's all like gooey. Ugh, it's weird. It's like, why did they even add this? And their heart is right there. Right, I, right. They literally open the chest cavity so that they can reach out and touch this kid with their little... little slimy baby arms and exposes their freaking organs but that's not a the kid actually kills one when that happens it's a good thing i don't believe in intelligent design because that is just (laughs) that wouldn't fly oh man it it's just weird that seemed like they were trying too hard to make them weird or 
or to, monstrous. Yeah, they were trying too hard to make them a little bit more monstrous. They were creating a weakness that ends up then getting exploited. Once. Because, well, more than just once, they start stabbing them through the chest because that's a weak spot. Where that opening is, if you can get a spear through there, you can kill them. Oh, that's true. They do spear them after that. And the head. Yeah. Yep. Go for the head. You can take off the Double head tap. with a powerful enough gun. Very nice. Or yeah. hack through it. So with the, an axe. the aliens are mostly green, except for the big kahuna. The guy that um, Jake slashed in the eye, who is remains on the inside of the ship, seems to be the person in charge. And appears to be white or translucent. And is white. White is translucent. So this was another thing that apparently Steven Spielberg says, you've got to have a big mega boss. He's got to look different. He's got to be bigger. He's got to be more badass. So, And it seems like... And he has to have a personal vendetta against the main character. And it seems like he's really just a just a scientist. Yeah, he could have been some like little researcher peon, but because some director stepped in, or producer stepped in, and started doing yeah. all these big blockbuster movie moves... He got turned yep. into a uh, the ultimate bad badass. And most of the ship is underground, and they have extra caverns they've dug around it. Um, their whole thing is processing gold, so most of the ship is devoted to gold extraction, melting, and transporting just up. Straight, just, just up. Yeah. Um, they have a flight deck for their little raiding things. For their little jets. And Grappling hook. They are... Um, it's a scouting party that is coming to see if the Earth is a viable place to get gold. Which it is. Yep. We Especially have in 1873. Yeah, yeah. And or whatever. The place they hit was an area where they were doing gold mining. They made sure that was one of the things. Yeah, yeah, that's mentioned in the, um, in the town. The town is basically living off of a little bit of gold mining and cattle. Mm-hmm. And, but mostly just the cattle. Yeah. It's like they they don't want the gold mining because they want to keep it a small town. That's right. That's right. Yeah, they're hiding the gold. They don't want the, them railroads. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so we come to the big climactic fight where it's everybody versus the aliens. And I swear everybody gets slaughtered within the first 30 seconds, but, and yet they still continuously have extras. Yeah, there's maybe... They must have done a good job of counting, but for somebody like me who was just sitting there watching, it seemed like they went through a lot of dead people. Well, it seemed like that first wave of people going in was only about 15, and then it seemed like they killed 30, like 30 people yeah, were killed. Yeah, it seems, so it seemed a little unbalanced there. But then but. more people keep showing up, like you have the Apache coming up on the hillside, and they're shooting their bows, which aren't doing anything. So apparently they all come down. And apparently there's a second and third wave of white people. And it's it starts getting really hard to keep track of who's fighting. And how many people they started out with and how many people are left. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was a big epic battle. Nothing, and nothing eventually too crazy. most of the people survived, even though it seemed like they all died. Yeah. And yeah including the uh, except for the patchy guy. Um, the Apache guy died. Yeah. yeah. After having a coming to Jesus moment with his adoptive father slash parent killer, Dollar Hyde, who finally recognizes that this should have been his, that he should have treated this one as a son because his other son was a spoiled brat, but mm-hmm. 
that drives me crazy because he was only a spoiled brat because that's how he raised him to be. So yep. how can you say that that's a more worthy or less worthy person of your love? And the other one wasn't a spoiled brat because... He worked. He worked and he was raised really rough and always just wanted to be loved. And racist. Oh yeah, the racism was... It was ripe. It was great. It was... We'll get into the themes in a little bit, but it, it plays right into the theme of, of, of man versus man, definitely. Yeah, and I think the racism was one of the things that they actually did a, a good job of presenting accurately for the era, the era they were covering. Yeah. Uh, and then, so eventually they, and there's more aliens coming out too the same time as more people showing up yeah so the fight just keeps on getting bigger and bigger but there's this this pod of people who decide to go into the actual uh alien ship that's daniel craig and ella oh, or is it just the two it's of them just the two just the two of them managed to get into the ship because this whole point of this entire thing was to get their people back mm-hmm. oh right so this whole fight going on outside was just a diversion yeah they were just trying to draw out as many aliens as possible so Jake and Ella could actually get inside. Which seemed to work really well. It was almost empty. They go in, find the people that are being held in some kind of mesmerized, like they were looking at the a light. They were looking at blue. At blue. There was so much blue. And they're just staring at it. Um, he starts to get mesmerized himself, but Ella shoots it. Yep. It's just, humans aren't very bright. And it appears that if you're only mesmerized for a few seconds, it doesn't wipe your memory. But if you're mesmerized for longer, then you forget everything. So this including is, yeah. Who you are. So all these people had forgotten who they were, but they knew that they had to get out of there at least. They get the people out. They show the signal. The little boy signals to everybody else, and um, the aliens at this point basically retreat. Oh, they're still killing people. They're still killing people, yeah. But they, they do start going back in. But they destroy the mining operation on their way out. Uh, except for Ella hangs back. Right. And Jake runs back for her. He, he told her once before, don't you go dying on me again. And here she goes, trying to kill herself. She takes his weapon that he had around his ankle. She's like, you just have to think about getting it off, and it will fall off, and it does. And it's like, okay, if that were true, it would have fallen off within the first 30 seconds of the oh, film. It was more than that. <sighs> he said, I, I can't. She's like, no, you just have to, you have to stop thinking. Oh, and then he... And then she kisses him. And then she kisses him. Because, yeah, you stop thinking when you get kissed. And then it falls off. No. Well, you're you thinking s- about everything when you're getting kissed. Yeah. You're thinking about, does my breath smell? What did this ha- how did this happen? You know, Can I get this to happen again? Is it good? Is it bad? Am I going... At least, I think a lot. The only thing he was thinking at that point was, oh, let's get it on. And that's a thought, so it shouldn't have worked. Yeah. Anyway. So that part seemed Rant weird. over. Yeah. Uh, and she closes the, the, the hatch behind her. Um, as she's heading towards the central core, where she, uh, where the the big bad super alien boss is actually still following her, and she uh, sets it for overload. Um, Jake Jake goes ahead and and leaves because he's getting overrun with with aliens. And well, so, after his big fight with Uber, yeah, the Uber alien. So he escapes, and the ship takes off. Because they're getting the hell out of Dodge. 
and it blows up about 500 feet up. In the atmosphere. That would have caused so much damage. Oh, yeah. People, some of the people that had survived would have died from they the didn't rain get of nearly burning clear enough. debris. Oh, it was... And what we know now about, like, nuclear explosions in the atmosphere, that would have... I mean, it would have been so bad, the shockwave would have killed everybody. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, whatever. Unless maybe they were... Alien technology didn't explode as bad. I don't know. Either way, she, she manages to take out the rest of the, rest of the aliens and sacrifices herself mm-hmm. for the good of all humankind. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Although, why didn't she just, you know, reform after that? Whatever. Maybe she did. Or maybe it was too powerful. She did. An and she just fell like 500 <laughs> feet. Died again. <laughs> maybe that no was. No fire that time. Maybe that was too much energy. Too much fire. Oh, okay. She needed fire just bad. the right amount. No, fire good. Fire bad. Too much fire bad. It's like radiation. A little bit can cure cancer. Too much will give you more cancer. Yeah. Okay, so then there's this little moment of, will they remember their loved ones? As everybody pairs up with their loved ones and they're like, do you remember who I am? And everybody's like, no, I don't really know what's going on. And then slowly he's like, oh, yeah, I know you. Yeah. You at least seem comfortable. So it took Jake how many days to get his memory back? And these guys got their memory back in a few minutes? The... They never actually seemed like they got their memory back. Like, uh, like the, they were just playing along. Like Doc and Curly his wife playing along. They're like, "Yeah, I remember you. You're my yeah." That's what it seemed like with Doc and his wife. She's all like, "Oh, this is great." Like, it seemed like he seemed familiar to her, but she didn't remember anything else. And he's like, "Yeah, you're my wife," and she just kind of looked at him like, "What?" And then super big smile and hug and you whatever. She's yeah. totally playing him for the fool. Percy doesn't know who his dad is. He remembers his dad, though, at the end. Eventually. See, it only took a few yeah, seconds. True. Uh, maybe maybe Jake had been held longer. Or maybe it was because they destroyed the mesmerizer. They should have, yeah. Well, they should. everybody should have been getting high on peyote, and that would have probably made for a pretty wild ending. <laughs> As it is, though, it's kind of left off. Oh, everybody the- gets their loved ones except for the main guy who sticks around and works for Dollar Hyde and yeah, kind of tapers off. One of the really weird things. Oh, they decide they're going to keep the gold quiet, but they're still afraid the railroad's going to come and miners. But one thing they don't ever cover is while they're heading to try to find the aliens, they spend the night in a Mississippi steamboat. That just got dropped in That's the desert. Right. Yeah, this upside down, decrepit Mississippi steamboat. And they never explain it. It's just there. You're, you assume it must have been taken by aliens and then dropped in the desert somewhere hundreds of miles away, but they don't really go into that. Yeah, and when you see the alien vessel leave, it doesn't look like it would have had any way to transport that. No. And the way they took gold, like, out of houses, they didn't take the house. They melted, shot through the roof. Melted the gold up through. Yeah. That was weird. So, the, so that's a good point. The steamboat makes no sense. Maybe I should have saved that for, for the bad. Made for a good battle, though. <laughs> yeah. Right, because the trail they were tracking was the one alien they got down. injured alien. And was getting away. So now we're going to move on to the themes. Okay. 
So man versus other. We've got man versus alien. An external force is coming down and threatening humankind as a, as a whole. So this isn't even just one man's journey. This is all of humankind's journey and um, their fight against these aliens, mm-hmm. which, as it turns out, comes down to just one or two guys, um, which leads to the other big theme, which is man versus man, because this is an entire movie based around compromises. This is um, Dollar Hyde versus Jake. Well, he stole my money, but we need to get my son back. There's this the town the Apaches versus Dollar versus Hyde. the white men. Um, they slaughtered our people, but we all need to be able to defeat these aliens. Uh, I mean, it, Jake versus his gang. Jake versus his gang. Doc versus Percy. Um, all sorts of these friendships that kind of are made during mm-hmm. this uh, that I think really is like the underlining biggest. It's humanity having to come together in order to defeat the aliens. Um and then we can get into some of the finer details. Okay. Uh, one major one was corruption, at least in the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, Dollarhide owned the town. Whatever he wanted, he got. So and his son shoots off his mouth and then accidentally shoots a guy. The, it's pretty much a guarantee that he'll get off. The only way that... Per, the, like, the only thing Percy could do that would get him in actual trouble was shooting a cop... Because that meant, that was just, that was going too far. Um, rob the bar, shoot up buildings, no, that's all fine. Shoot a cop, that's that's too far. Finally. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's, and that kind of is a western feel to it, mm-hmm. where you have the local landowner that runs everything, and the sheriff better not do anything against him and his family. Um, otherwise, he can, I guess, choose to take his money and go elsewhere. Greed is a big theme throughout. It's all throughout. about the gold. For the, the aliens are greedy for gold. Dollar Hyde is greedy for money. Jake is a greedy thief. His gang is greedy. Everybody, like all of the conflict is greed. Yeah. Greed-based, anyway. And then they did a really good um, uh, showing the raw emotion that be that may have existed between uh, the people who settled in the West and the natives. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went into some history of the war where the colonel was, I mean, he's called colonel for a reason. He was in the war shooting, killing as many Apaches and, and natives as he could. I took the war to be civil war. No, this he mentioned killing Indians. A lot of Indians. Right. That's so, true. I don't, so I figured it was the Indian Wars. Okay, yeah, that could have been. Yeah. Um, which is why he so vehemently hated them. And then the Apaches were, of course, you know, like, screw you guys. You killed us. We're the last of our kind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they they still managed to become friends in the end. Yeah. Kind of. It's kind of sad when you know what lays in, lays in store for the Apache, but... Uh-huh. And becoming friends at the end is still... It's a very uneasy truce. Like, yeah. at the beginning of the big fight, the... Whites and Apaches keep great a great degree of separation, and it's not until about halfway through when they end up kind of happening to come together, fighting off a couple of aliens, they finally start actually working together. Yeah, it was kind of a respect thing. It was like, oh, I'm not going to trust you to take out an alien until they notice that, oh, yeah, that spear actually does work. All right. Mm-hmm. And so it ends up being the white people funneling them to the Apaches who can actually kill them. Yeah. 
I think there's a lesson in there for everyone. <laughs> Make friends with your Apache neighbors. And it, it, there was also a technology element that was kind of interesting with that in particular, that spears were more effective than guns. Except for when they started shooting them in the head. Yeah. Yeah. That was the problem that the, that the, with the guns, which I don't know how they had that much ammo. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, they're just pinging off these aliens because they're armored. But at the very end, they finally start shooting them in the head. Well, uh, in movies and some video games, you have an unlimited supply of ammo. Cheat codes. So how about good and bad? Oh, the mixing of sci-fi and Western, I absolutely love. The whole concept? Yeah. It's it's my favorite. Like, space truckers, a big part of what I like is, you know, the whole trucking, like the feel you get with trucking, and I've definitely found this with my my uncles and cousins that are truck drivers very western it's style very western so american and it's 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 the last remnant of the wild west and so that's one of the things i like the most about space truckers and with this movie they're taking a western and ramming sci-fi right into it yeah oh it's yeah i it's agree beautiful. that was definitely um definitely my good my my favorite part i also enjoyed the cheesy tropes <laughs> because there were so many of them. I mean, you could write a freaking dissertation on me on the on the tropes used in this film. It's amazing. They had both western and sci-fi and mm-hmm. some others and it was just like everything. You could just take take it off a list. You're like this is so bad. It's so good. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my good. How uh, about your bad? My bad is the tropes. <laughs> they it's like they took a list of sci-fi tropes and they took a list of Western tropes and they played connect the dots. Yeah. Or, or they cut them out and they just lined them up on the table and they're like, oh, there's our story. We'll fill in the gaps with action. My bad would be Harrison Ford. I don't like his character. I didn't like what he brought to the film. I blame Steven Spielberg for that. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But, yeah, mostly I hated the uh, the whole Olivia Wilde character death and rebirth scene. That just irritates me. It didn't add to the movie other than being the way it was revealed that she was an alien. And it's always this wiser alien species doesn't have a body. I don't know. It It's... Like it would have made, which doesn't bother me. It was the death and re- it was specifically the fact that they threw her body into a fire and then she was able to walk back out of it fully healed. And that it was during the Apache ceremony, like they were doing an Apache funeral and she's reborn. So it's it had the feel of uh, Ooh, Indian magic, mystical. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Oh. And yes, I know I'm using Apache, Native, and Indian. Um, I try to keep up on what's the correct modern terminology, and it seems like it's all over the place. Well, in this case, they were specifically Apache Indians. Yeah. They were, I well, don't and, remember and their with tribe the use name, of, of Apache is because they were Apaches. Yes. Apache language, um, et cetera, et cetera. And they did actually use the Apache language in it, yeah. which was cool. Uh, the alien... So it would have been a much more interesting reveal would have been she doesn't die before they rejoin the group or after he finds all of his memories or gets all his memories back. Uh, Jake and Ella go off for a little bit of hanky-panky and he finds out that she only got what's outside of the clothing right and everything under the clothing, like, the parts aren't all there. 
and he freaks out and you can't explain that with a shapeshifter though uh how would a shapeshifter know to get all of the parts under the clothing well obviously she murdered some girl and took her body (laughs) or her clothes at least and then took her body's form yeah okay that's she was a cold-hearted bitch (laughs) nah she was good well and they had one part that didn't seem early on where she's having a flashback to she's laying on the floor reaching while people are getting taken how did that happen there that one didn't make sense i'm just shaking my head i was like there are just some things you you'll not get an answer to and that's one of them that one seems like they they had the original draft of the story and then they forgot that they they changed some of those details later and they they just kind of missed that one little piece i think they um i i read this uh read about the graphic novel and i didn't see any mention of a female character in that graphic novel oh that uh equated to this olivia wilde's character there were female characters. There was a female native and that kind of thing, but um, there was no shape shifting, hmm. greater power, all powerful alien. But not all powerful. Well, whatever. She was she was limited to what her human form could do, power wise, which seemed odd. If she was capable of shape shifting, you would think she would have been capable for superhuman strength. She could have come. As a Sasquatch. <laughs> oh, wait, we're in the wrong part of the country. Yeah, yeah. All, All right. right. Well, I think that covers it. Well, until next month, this has been Sci-Fi Nomads. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. And for Stitcher fans, we're now there. So you can find us on Stitcher. Just search for Sci-Fi Nomads. Or you can find the link at sci-fi nomads.com. You can visit us on the web at scifinomads.com, email us at contact at scifinomads.com, tweet us at scifinomads, or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash scifinomads. In each case, it's spelled S-C-I-F-I-N-O-M-A-D-S. No spaces and no hyphens. Theme music in this episode is Urban Jungle 2061 by Eric Matias www.soundimage.org